Welcome to another episode of the Wolf of the Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Dever, alongside Glenn Curry. And it's been a minute, man. We haven't had an episode in a couple of weeks. I yep. know for, for me, the semester just started back up, so I was kind of busy with that. And, you know, you're just working on a million-dollar empire over there. So, <laughs> yeah, I always know you're always to, busy. I'm excited, once again, for the conversation that we're going to have today. But I'll, I'll start with the quote of the week, which will lead us into the conversation so the quote of the week actually comes from um, Gary Vee. I know you're very fond of him, as as am I. And he said that skills are cheap, but passion is priceless. And then there's another quote, you know, so we get a two for one today. Another quote okay. said that passion is energy. And the reason why I want to start this conversation around passion is because recently you and I... Um, Got back to our roots, <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> and we did a photography event together. So, tell, tell the tell the listeners and the viewers about that experience. Oh man, you know what? That experience was over a year and a half uh, in the making. Cause I think we booked that. Uh, well, did we book that out like what a year and a half ago? It, it was late July, I believe, when it actually got booked. So you know, yeah. in the in the heart of the pandemic, it seemed heart like. of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, and. That was that was interesting in itself because I had stopped doing photography for like a year already, and John. Mm-hmm. For, first off, if, if for the people that don't know, John has his niche right, and then he has things that you know he he kind of does like the uh, the weddings. Neither him or I have done a wedding in over a year. So when mm-hmm. we was told like, "Hey, look, we might have a potential wedding coming up," it was just like, "Yo." This is going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. We're going to do our thing, but it's going to be crazy. It's going to push us. But, you know, but it was like something. It's like it's like riding a bike, right? It was, it was, we went right back like we never stopped. And there's actually a lot to unpack um, as I was just kind of listening to you. And, yes, we both have done weddings. I think you've done weddings, you know, by yourself before. And yeah. then I've done maybe one or two by myself before. Mm-hmm. But. We've also done, prior to this last one, two weddings together. Yeah. So once I got the, the phone call, like, hey, you know, can you come shoot my wedding? It'll be next year. You know, it was a friend of a friend. So typically, I don't even accept. Like, I'm not even mm. trying to do weddings because there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, but for this person, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And immediately after I got off the phone with her, I hit you up. Because yeah. <laughs> I know for me personally, if I'm going to do a wedding... It's something about working with someone that you trust mm-hmm. and you know that they'll be able to kind of carry their own weight. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, in terms of like building partnerships and relationships and business in general, you got to have those types of things. You know, you have to have people Absolutely. that you trust that they're going to, you know, provide the quality that you're expecting and then people that, you know, you work well with. So mm-hmm. it was like a no brainer. So I was going to hit you up. <laughs> but <laughs> going back to, like the early stages and you talked about having our niches and yeah. wedding photography is definitely not in mine. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like you said, you kind of quit wedding photography. So why'd you agree to even, or photography in general? Yeah. So why'd you even agree to it? The partnership, man, the synergy, man, like I'm, I'm all about like energy and, you know, uh, passion. Right. And, and I think mm-hmm. what makes, like you have, if you have two talented photographers, that's one thing. But if you have two passionate photographers, that's a whole nother level. And I think for you and I, regardless if it's our niche or not, the passion will always be there. And 
you know, we feed off of that and we're able to work well with each other. And like you said, it's, it's all about carrying the weight because with me, when it, when it comes to like partnership, right, I never want someone who can do the exact same thing that I can do. Right. Mm. I'm always looking for somebody who's going to bring in something that I can't or can see things that I can't. And for you, yeah. you have an eye that I don't in certain areas. And then I may have an eye that you don't in certain areas. But to collectively, we're a force to be yeah. reckoned with. So that's why I like working with you. And that's why I agreed to it. And see, and hopefully our listeners and viewers see that this conversation, even though we're talking about photography, this expands past just photography and like it applies to like business and life in general. Yeah, it's important to have those relationships. And like you said, that I, you know, I see yeah. things from a different perspective and you see things from a different perspective. But when we work collectively, you know, the person who hired us gets the best end product, you know? Oh, yeah. So um, going back to leading up to the wedding and I'll be transparent. <laughs> 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 I'll be very yeah. transparent and um, I, I hopefully I don't know if the bride and the groom listen to the podcast but you know there's always some level of anxiety for me around shooting weddings weddings is the one thing one type of event that I really don't like to do as much because there's no redos you can't mm. tell the bride to walk back down the aisle right so there's a little yeah. bit added pressure to it but one of the things that I enjoy about it is that added pressure. Like for me, I feed off of that. Like you got one shot at this, make sure you got it right. So for me, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I like to thoroughly prepare. So, you know, we linked up and went to like the rehearsal and everything. And I think in order to be the best version of yourself, preparation is always going to be key. And that's in any line of business that you're in. Right. So. With that, like we had to kind of formulate a plan, and we were like doing that on the fly. Yeah, yeah, and and I agree, man. Like I, I was going to mention that earlier is, dude, the preparation prior to the event was so thorough, but it, but it was on the fly, but it was thorough, right? And it was just like, how can we get the best out of this event, right? Mm -hmm. Given the situation, given our our circumstance, the surrounding, the people, how can we come together and get the best out of it? out of the event and I, I do think it goes back to business right whenever you want a successful business people think that you just jump right in and, and that's the worst thing to do right it's all about preparing right mm -hmm. um, worst case scenarios right or uh, being able to position yourself in case you have to pivot on circumstances that you had no control over right and that's the whole yeah. key about preparing beforehand because now once the actual day comes you know, it's just like it's just like you're just going through the motions now because you understand I have to do this, I have to do this, and I have to be mm -hmm. here, and being able to execute it, you know, you'll be able to do it officially, officially. So, and see, there's there's so much that um, experience plays a part in that as well, like yeah. being able to pivot and make those adjustments on the fly is your reliance on your previous experience to know how to adapt to that current situation, and that's something. That we both had to do, like when that <laughs> wedding came up, it was it was, it was certain yeah. things that happened during the wedding that we didn't go over at the rehearsal. So once again, it really is all about relying on your previous experience. And this is in, like I said, this conversation, you know, transcends just this um, wedding that Glenn and I shot. Is really a bigger conversation on business as a whole, yeah. and by devoting yourself to your your craft 
it allows you the ability to be able to adapt when you know curveballs are thrown. Because it was a couple. Yeah, it was a couple. It was. It was. <laughs> that it came was. up. It, but but here's here's what I what I've noticed though, right? The reason why I was able to pivot, and the reason you were able to pivot with those curveballs, is because we failed before, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the yeah, importance yeah. in failing before will make you succeed in the future, right? And I think that's the thing with business in general. People are so afraid to fail, right? They think, oh, if I fail, I didn't make it. No, if you fail, you learn from it. And if we didn't have those failures early on in our career as a photographer, we wouldn't know how to pivot in those same situations, those same circumstances that we were put in uh, before. So, yeah. Absolutely, because um, there was uh, there's two things that I can think off the top of my head that happened at the actual ceremony that was never even discussed in the rehearsal. But since we had already had this prior conversation during our prep, you know, process, it was like, I think we looked at each other and immediately (laughs) knew what our our roles were. Like you went to a certain area and I went to a different area and we were able to capture those memories still, you know, even though we didn't know that we were expecting that. And going back just even a little bit further, you talked about, you know, um, there were certain things that you might be good at that I'm not. And that was another conversation that we had. And that's that's the beauty of like partnerships in general. Like most of the time, somebody else is going to be a little bit more skilled than you are at certain things. So there's this quote that says, like, the sum is greater than the parts, whereas, Mm. like, you know, you might be able to contribute something. I might be able to contribute something individually. But when we work together, we're able to we're able to get more than we were separately, if that makes sense. So with that, like, I understand my 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 weaknesses as a photographer. I don't like directing people. That's why I do a photo. (laughs) You know, you go in there. It takes the pictures. You're done. But with you you are great at staging people so when that part of the wedding came up you took the lead there and i kind of fell back and just did candidates so like in business in general having a partner that you know um, accentuates your weaknesses or you know what's the word that i'm looking for not accentuates but compensates for like your weaknesses allows the both of you guys to just do a better job overall I think it's all about the energy too, man. Like if if you're in your zone and I'm in my zone, you know, I feed off of that, man. You know, if I if I see you, you know, running down the aisle to get the bride, <laughs> yo, like I'm like, yo, I gotta I gotta get my game up. I gotta run and get the groom, you know. Uh, yeah. But it's all about the energy, man, and and being able to uh, feed off of that. So this is actually what I really wanted to talk about, um, aside from the wedding conversation. But it's really about reviving the love for something that you were once very passionate about, because oftentimes in business, you might start, you know, doing a certain thing. But then over time, that business evolves to something else where the thing that you were once very passionate about, you're less passionate about or you devote less attention to in your business. And I think that's a place that both of us have been you're like, you know, actual photography hasn't been something that we've been pursuing you know, for the past couple of years. But when those opportunities presents itself, that passion gets revived. And I even saw you post on, on your IG account. I was like, man, maybe I might start doing weddings again. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, man, we don't want to do it. Yeah. But I think that passion never goes away. And once mm. you're involved or, you know, enthroned in it, 
whatever that activity is or that business is that you're doing, yep. it makes you just want to do it more. What's your thoughts? You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. This little guy. You're going to be on the podcast today, buddy. All right, so yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think sometimes like with passion too, man, is <clears throat> at least with me, I don't think it ever died because I always kept it in my in my career, right? I might mm-hmm. I might wasn't doing weddings or shooting, you know, models or anything like that, but I still was doing photography, right? For my personal use. So when the pack when the when the opportunity came for us to do a photography, I'm like yeah, because I still kind of got the skill because I still do it in my everyday life. I just don't do it as a as a career or as a as a as a job anymore. But, dude, the passion never really dies. It just kind of settles until you're ready to bring it back. So do you think that the the itch is still there for you to have a photography business, you know, even though that's something that you kind of shied away from for the past few years, even though it's something that you was very passionate about? Um, I would say for a business, no, but for a, a hobby or leisure or one-off events, I can see myself still doing it. I, I, I can, uh, because I do thoroughly enjoy it. You know, there's, there's something about capturing life's moments, right? And yeah. your work is going to live on with somebody for the rest of their lives, right? So for me, that's more than any amount of money or any price tag you can put on anything it's about the experience it's about the moments it's about capturing life you know and that's a good way to put it because i think with any type of creative you know when you're doing a type of business like that that's essentially like what you are doing this is a piece of like my art you know like this is me a piece of me like this is something that i envisioned i captured it Mm -hmm. and i made tweaks to it and i'm presenting it to you you know, yeah. for other people who have businesses like um, graphic design, you know, for instance, yeah. you're creating something visually. And this is a piece of, you know, you, your your art. And like I, I see it like even with some of the construction stuff that I'm doing, like at this home renovation, like as I'm working there, I was like, there's bits of pieces of me throughout this house from it all is. the work that I devoted to it. And I think that's one of the beauties of entrepreneurship. Like, you know, as you mentioned, a piece of you kind of lives on with the work that you do. Yeah. And it, it really doesn't even matter what the work is, right? You can be a, yeah. um, you know, an artist, right. And your artwork lives on. You can be, uh, a, a, a surgeon and your surgery for that person could help them live on forever. And yeah. it's a part of them. I mean, it just doesn't matter, but it's, it's about providing a service for someone and them being able to appreciate it for, for long term, man. And there's no greater feeling in the world. So that that is one of the greatest feeling. One of the just to get the flip side, one of the worst feelings or <laughs> the feelings that can make you probably the most anxious okay. is when you put that work or you give it over to the client and you're waiting for that feedback. And I think oh. every entrepreneur <laughs> or anybody who provides any type of service, it's like yeah. I've done my part. I'm giving it to you. Yeah. What do you think about it? Right. Yeah. So, I turned the in you know in in full transparency. Like I turned the pictures over, you know. We said we was gonna deliver like two fifty. We ended up <laughs> delivering six hundred and ninety six <laughs> pictures. So wow. I turned the pictures over, and I'm still waiting to get feedback. And this has been like Ooh. two days, right? Wow. So I know like for for creatives, 
that process of like, how are they going to interpret my work? Like, are they going to see it the way that I see it? And, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that process? Because I think every entrepreneur goes through that. I think whether you're entrepreneur or creative or whatever, dude, like we thrive off of uh, feedback, right? That this is how mm-hmm. we thrive. This is how we know if we're doing a great job or not, right? Because if, if I give you a product, right, if I, if I sell you a house, right, and then at the closing table, you sign the papers and walk away, mm-hmm. like, were you happy? Like, how, how do right. I know if I serviced you well? Right. Yeah. And if, if I took your pictures and I delivered them to you and you give me the thumbs up like this, like, like, that's not enough for me. Like, tell me that you liked it. And what was it that you liked the, uh, about the product? Right. Mm-hmm. Because now I, it helps me as an entrepreneur to know, OK, what I was doing for this particular person worked. Yeah. So I can do it for the next one. If you don't tell me, I don't know how to get better. And I think as an entrepreneur, we're all about, um, you know, uh, growth, right? And and yeah. being better. So if you can say, and then for me, bad feedback or, you know, anywhere along those lines is not necessarily all bad because it helps mm-hmm. me to understand where my flaws are. And if you just give me any type of feedback, I can continually work on myself and continually get better so yeah as long as it's constructive is what you're saying as long as yeah. it's constructive absolutely yeah they, they just say like uh, i skimmed through a few of those pictures they look like they trash like you didn't really uh, uh, say why like, you think that they're trash or like exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. okay I, I agree with you it's like that that waiting period um of waiting for that feedback because like you said that feedback does allow us to be able to you know develop our business or mm-hmm. you know take it to the next level and that's extremely important. And yeah, if you don't get that feedback, you might continue to do what you're doing. And exactly. maybe the customers don't like that. And that's like I said with any business, but I don't know, yeah. man. I I I'm, I I I was kind of thinking like, you know what? After we shot the wedding and everything went yeah. relatively well, I was like, man, should I start shooting weddings again? You cuz you get that fire, you get that fire back under you, right? You like you know what? It wasn't that bad. I, I can actually do this again. But, you know, do I think I'll shoot weddings in the future? Yeah. Do I think I'll do it consistently as a as a business, as a practice? Probably not. But, like, you know, you and I, we shot a couple of weddings. I can see that happening. Definitely. Yeah. I think um, I think we should just start advertising that we only do destination weddings. So <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> so we get, like, a free trip out of it or something if we do. Yeah, start doing yeah. wedding photography, but um, it, it really is. I think with any type of business, if it is going to involve more than one person, having that chemistry with someone is like extremely important. And, and finding somebody that complements your, um, like your skills, is, is definitely important as well. It, you know what? The, the question I got for you, right? I know you was asking me all the questions today. I got one for you. Um, how do you find that perfect partnership? I think it's you know, through through trial and error. Like, you know, like when we first shot like our first wedding together, um, I'm trying to think of which one. Like I've I've already I knew your work, right? So yeah. I know that you're a skilled photographer. So if I'm gonna, you know, reach out to anybody, like I, I knew you you would be like the first person. But then it's also about working with someone that you can have those honest conversations with. Mm-hmm. And like even in this case, understanding our roles, right? Because mm-hmm. 
like I was the the person reached out to me, so I'm like the primary photographer. So in a sense, I was kind of like taking the lead on a lot of the stuff. But if you had secured the the, the wedding, then you would kind of take the lead, and I'd understand that. So I think finding somebody who is able to kind of remove that ego out of it as mm-hmm. well, you know, like I'm, I got to be the top dog. You're like you don't want to work with somebody who always yeah. needs the spotlight. But you know, we can. I think we work together because of like, um, like I said, our, our relationship outside of, you know, the professional realm. Uh, we just work well together in general. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree a hundred percent. I think it's all about, uh, finding that right person. And, and you know, like you said, it's trial and error, man. It's sometimes you, you think it's the right person. Like, Oh yeah, we both do weddings. We, we were both in the same city. Let's link up. And then it might not necessarily be great. You might yeah. actually be, it, you might actually have a better experience with an amateur only because they're willing to learn and yeah. willing for you to teach them. Um, and and then the synergy might be there and, you know, you might have an overall better uh, result. So it just all depends, like you say, trial and error. Yeah. And, I mean, just even as, as we prepare to wrap up, I think it really goes back to that second quote that we said, like, that passion is energy. Like, even though this isn't something that we've done you you said a couple times today like that energy was there that energy was there to the point where that's what kind of carried us through that got us through the rehearsal and then like you know Mm -hmm. got us through the actual event and took it from like this is work to this is really something that i have been passionate about and i'm still passionate about it to this day and i think when you are operating that way it helps to relieve a lot of that stress like throughout the wedding, I wasn't really stressed. One, because we had prepared. Two, I was confident in you as my second photographer. And three, I was like, man, I finally get to do photography yeah. again. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. So I think it's really about, you know, normally if you start a business, you're passionate about that business or about whatever it is that you're doing for that business. Mm-hmm. But to make sure that you keep that passion. Because if you don't and you're just doing something just to be doing it. Yeah. It's gonna be a long day, <laughs> man. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. So, for any entrepreneurs out there, how do you continue to stay passionate about something if you've been doing it for years, or if mm. it's something that you initially started out doing, but your business has evolved to a way or to a point where you don't really get to focus on that aspect too much? Like, how do you still find time to keep, you know, that that fire lit? For those things that you're not able to devote as much time to, you know, we'd love to get some feedback from all of you guys. So feel free to you know, leave us a comment or send us a message and you know, kind of fill us in on you guys' thoughts. And that's been another episode of the Whoop and the Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Curry, alongside my co-host, Dr. John Devereaux. Until next time, don't forget to like, subscribe and comment below. <laughs>